Welcome back to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast. I'm delighted to be able to introduce you to Craig Denholm today. And in the podcast in the past, we've spoken about income streams. And I'm often asked, rent is is the income stream. That's what I'm after. But Jerry, you talk about other income streams. And I think we've got something like about over 20 different income streams from our service spaces. But this topic today is not one that we've worked with. And I'm really fascinated about this, Craig, and about talking with you today about the practicalities of how this could actually be implemented on buildings. But actually, some of the finance numbers are pretty damn good. So, Craig, we're going to be talking about digital signage and about yep. how that can be applied to your building. So maybe you could just give a bit of context to the listeners about your background, Craig, and what it is you're doing right now, so that then we can go into into more detail on the topic. Yeah, sure. Thanks, thanks for having me on, Jerry. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, my background was initially in digital signs, but I used to only sell hardware. Um, yep. And through that, um, I used to meet various levels of people from sole traders up to blue chip organizations um and then realized everyone kind of seemed to have the same idea of where a digital sign should be um and then occasionally we'd be approached by you know maybe smaller guys who had a site that they'd been dismissed by bigger people when you actually looked at it it was actually a really good site um so but with the hardware it was only um you only get one hit at it basically um yeah. income wise so we were selling them a, a screen or advising them on screen and then basically that was that we'd, we'd never seen them again so um, we've done that for a few years and then obviously it's a digital out of home company but rather than we only sell adverts or we only sell screens we do we do a, a full service for somebody so if you have zero knowledge of digital signage or anything about it but think i've got a great site here we can do a full management service from identity yes you do have a good site right through to opening a screen and selling the adverts or people can come along who maybe have a screen and they can't sell any adverts and it will only sell adverts or they'll we'll only put a screen up various but there was nobody else doing the same thing everyone seemed to kind of have their own niche where they only sold screens or they only sold adverts or they were driven by their own um greed that would tell you a site was good and it was awful um yes. so that's one of our things we've got we do a as a company we've, we've brought in a, a buyback guarantee that if we tell you a site is excellent and you don't make X amount within the first year, we'll buy the site back off you. Okay, right. So what, what we're essentially talking about here is it could be it could be a bit of land, it could be the yeah. side of a building. It's basically it's all about the location of the of the potential sign yeah. and the amount of traffic that's going past it. That's really the value, right? Yeah. Um one of the big things that a lot of the big companies look at is the volume of traffic going past it, but that's not necessarily always the, the big driving factor. Um, downtime can be a big factor, so you might have half the amount of people passing, but if they're all set, set, set of traffic lights for 60 seconds, yep. they're seeing maybe three, four, five adverts on that screen, rather than, um, there seems to be a big thing that people want them on motorways, but you're only seeing it on a motorway for four, five, six seconds, and you're, and you're yes. past it. Um, so if you get a good site, maybe a corner location, you know, a, you know, a set of lights, or um, an area in the morning, you know the traffic is, is solid for X amount of time, then that can be a good site as well. It's not all driven by the vo- the volume of traffic, if you know what I mean. It doesn't have to be 15,000 cars a day. It could also be dependent on there will be an element of, well, who's actually passing the site yes. at certain times of the day. It might be a large employer or, or a business type that people are accessing and going yeah. past every day. Yeah, so for example, if you had a, 
a banking area on the outskirts of town. So say the, the, I don't know if it's still the same, but the South Gale and the, the outskirts of yep. Edinburgh used to be very kind of banking oriented. So you know the people are driving a particular type of car, they're probably shopping a particular kind of shop. A screen there maybe had 10,000 people passing, but it's not, it's, that's not a lot in, in terms of volume. But if you've got the right advertisers on it, they know they're targeting the right kind of people. And that's the kind of demographics that if we were doing work for somebody like Another another good example is um estates where you have like a screw fix or a plumb line or whatever. A lot of the big guys would instantly dismiss them because they think there's no market. But if you've got a, a you know a big estate with maybe 30, 40 units in it, a mixture of high volume guys that are all kind of the same industry, so plumbing, electrical, and then you've got your small sole traders, then that's that's a great area because you've got a good mix for a sole trader when they're in, you know, driving at the screw fix and he does a similar kind of product or ties in. He wants to be in that screen. Yeah. There's lots of good and bad. Um, and the, as I said, the big thing is everyone seems to go on about, I want to be next to a motorway. I, you know, I've got a site next to a motorway and all that. That's no the, the be all and end all. There's, I would say generally there's just about something for every site. I mean, even things like inflatable parks are quite kind of in favour just now. Kind of out the way location-wise, but there's nothing you stop me putting digital posters inside mm-hmm. and selling adverts on them to other kind of similar businesses targeting kids, you know, your local cinema, when there's a new kids movie out for the summer holidays, they'd want to be in it and all that kind of So before we get into practicalities of it, let's just give a little bit more context around maybe some of the financials. So if we find ourselves um, a prime site, and, and Craig, I, I appreciate every site is different and the, the context of a different for each site, but you know, if somebody puts up a sign on the side of a building or on a post on the ground on the edge of their site, you know, what, what are the kind of numbers you can potentially oh well, yeah the two ways of doing it are if you if you came to like for example me and said right i've got this site here and um, there's two ways of doing it are you can either rent that site to a screen company yep. they'll pay you for it to be there so they'll just basically take x amount of square meters put the sign up install it do everything and they'll pay you every month quarter whatever you want to be to be there and that money will range from three to Ten thousand ish a year. I would say the average is probably five, six thousand pound a year. Okay. Um, on a very high volume site, prime site, you might get kind of twelve, thirteen, fourteen, but it's the few and far between. So that's and and what sort of length of time do people take that? I mean, effectively, it's probably a lease of some kind. It's what, a lease. Yes, it's, it's just a lease for space, basically. Yeah. Um, and that will generally last for the minimum. We've really worked with them for fifteen years. Right. Okay. So, so that, that's there. a. Pretty good passive income based on somebody else's infrastructure, no capital expenditure. Yeah. Somebody else taking the taking the risk, but yep. of course the reward is less. But yep. there's another option here. Maybe you should, should go yeah, through that. So they, you can buy your own screen, um, yep. and that will range in price from realistically thirty to sixty thousand pounds, depending on size, if it needs a steel frame, etc., and how much groundwork and things are. Revenue-wise, um, I would guess realistically, if it was taking any less than kind of twenty thousand a year, it wouldn't be worthwhile. Um, yeah. And again, up to a prime site, you will take—I would say the average really is kind of twenty to thirty thousand a year. A prime site will do forty or fifty thousand. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's that's great numbers. All right. To to give people an idea. So let's go on to you mentioned two different financial models there. One is the, the one extreme where um, there's a passive income effectively for the site, no capital expenditure. The other one being maybe a little bit more involved. Yep. Um, I'm assuming most people who don't get down to the granular level of actually finding the advertisers, they work through an agency or somebody to do that. Yeah. 
So again, that's like where you can either have a, a full service from somebody like us or just buy a screen. The history tells me that um, somebody will inquire to us and, and say, right, the screen, we'll tell them a price, say, for example, keep the figures round, it's 25,000. They say to their mates in the pub on the Friday, I was looking at a screen, you know, it's going to cost me 25,000. The guy says I should charge £400 a month for adverts. His mates will tell him that's got the local restaurant, the local pub, whatever. Oh, we'll, we'll do that. When it comes to the, the nitty gritty and the screen's up and he's, and he's £25,000 out of pocket, suddenly his mates aren't they interested in advertising on the yes. screen. So, um, my biggest advice with that would be don't try and sell adverts. It's just, it's, it's an, it can be a minefield. You can undersell yourself massively um, and you can also oversell, oversell yourself as well. But, Known things about the screen, for for example, like we can have screens that will time content. So if you had a local nightclub, we would approach him and say, listen, this is what, you know, we've got a screen on this site, it's X miles from your nightclub, um, but there's absolutely no point in that nightclub advertising Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, probably a Thursday nowadays as well. But you could do the same price, but time their contents are on more often from three o'clock on Friday afternoon, you know, until midnight on the Friday and then the yeah. Saturday afternoon from four o'clock till midnight Saturday and if we do a Sunday club or whatever it may be and that advert can keep changing as well and targeting for that night that night that night yeah whereas if a lot of people are selling their own adverts what they effectively do is take a picture of somebody pdf whatever it is stick it on and it just rotates yeah you know all day every day for for however long they bought it for so things like that is where you'll make your extra money by getting somebody like ourselves or an agency or whatever who you know, have have already have the contacts that can go to somebody and they've got a book. I mean, not every site's going to be right for everybody, but if they can sit down and say, I know it's perfect for this site, and they'll go and say to them. So, for example, we are, have done a deal with a, a pool company, who, um, like as in snooker pool, if you want to call it that, for, um, for the World Championships. First thing they thought about was like uh, getting, speaking to Muller about advertising the corners. Um, right. You know, but in, in in a normal day, they would uh, they would have absolutely zero interest in pool, but that's the kind of thing just now that would probably go viral. Yeah. Um. So they, they're the kind of agency you know agency people do have the contacts and will put the work in, and the, a lot of them will do it for commission only as well. So you know, a lot of the big guys want money, but there's plenty of people out there who will do it for commission only. So, um, they'll sell the adverts, they'll invoice the customer, they'll take the money and just send you your money every. Well, instantly, generally, or every month, every week, or however you want it done. So let, let's just give people some names and brands. So um, AdView, is that a brand? One of the big companies. Space? The big companies are kind of Global, Clear Channel, yeah. um, JC Deco. They're the, kind of, they're the kind of big yes. boys um, that will generally, they'll come along, all they'll do is come along and take space off you. Um. And then you've got companies like ourselves, um, there's Elinox, um, depends on where you are as well, Area's got a lot to do with sure. it. Um, and what they'll do is they'll come along and some will put a screen up and then rent the space off you, or you'll buy the screen and then they'll rent the space yeah. back. There's kind of various It's quite things. interesting that it's quite varied. I, I would have looked from the outside thought it was fairly regimented because you only see three or four key brands. Yep. And my perception might have been really that these guys put up the screen, it's their screen, they just deal with all of it. And I guess in some scenarios they do, but yep. it sounds like there are more options there for commercial yep. property owners to do different strategies here. But if you're in a more local area, niche kind of audience, 
Yeah. And actually, it might be that it sounds like having someone's more on the ground, knows the area better, is actually yep. probably going to get higher revenue because yep. you can target really well on those local businesses, whatever it is, that want to actually take that space. Yeah. So would it be fair to say that if, if you do find the right mix, that actually you could probably generate more income from that than you would necessarily if you're working with some of the larger brand guys because they're not necessarily on that granular level? On, on yeah, the local definitely. Area. So when, um, for example, let's use um, EE as an example, when they go to the, 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 the companies, they don't get told, you know, you're going on this screen in this corner of, of Brown Street in Glasgow. They yes. just get told, we want to be on, we're going to be on a thousand screens across the central Scotland and yeah. 42 buses and whatever else it may be. Whereas if you had like a, a hotel, well, I live in Irvine, so a good example would be like um, if I had one in the industrial estate in Irvine, I know it's for plumbers, joiners, etc. Um, you know, you'd be targeting somebody like Simpsons who have hotel a hotel in Irvine, they've got a restaurant in Irvine, um, another couple kind of down the, towards Largs, etc. That kind of thing, you know, for Christmas party nights, yeah. Um, or if they're doing a deal in February when it's quiet that you're getting, you know, the £99 meal for two set, you know, and, and a night in a hotel, blah blah, um. But there's no point in them advertising in Glasgow, you know. So they want to kind of target local yes. for their Christmas party nights. So that's the kind of thing that using a local agency, they would know, and they probably already have the contacts with them, or certainly know who would know who to speak to. Great. Okay. So let's talk about the practicality of this. So somebody invested in a building, or they're thinking about investing in a building, and now they're looking at the real estate, thinking, "Oh, okay, there might be a different way of getting an income out of this one." Yep. What are the stages they go through? Because we can't just shove a sign up. Yep. I'm sure there'll be some planning issues to deal with. There's obviously actually analysing the site in the first place. Somebody's yep. going to have to sit there and, and look at the data on the traffic. You Just talk us through, if somebody comes to you with a site, they haven't got a sign up, Craig, they're, they're looking at analysing the site. What are the key things that you guys look at? Uh, the volume of traffic first initially, um, just to make sure that you know if it's less than 10,000 a day, it's probably... It's not an external site's not going to be the an external site's probably yeah, not going great, to be the answer. Okay. But um, then we'd look at local local area businesses to target. Um, is there any downtime at the traffic? You know what exactly is there? Um, is there a car park there? A school? You know, lots of different various things. Something that slows people down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we'd have a look at that. Then we'd go back to the, the customer and say, look, so here's your options. We think, you know, there's X many people passing that it's a good site and this is the reason why it's a good site, or we don't think it's a good site and this is the reason why. Then if then it's really down to how risk adverse they are after that. So if they say, right, okay, I quite fancy, I, I want to rent it out, but I don't want to buy a screen, we would then either put our own screen up or, depending on the location, we would go to other customers we have and say, I've got this location for you, it's X, it's Y, and we'd basically go through the figures before they give the client. Um, and then they will say yes or no. And then we'd agree a, a rental for the, for the customer and go back and say, okay, I've got a customer for you, he's going to pay you 5000 a year, 8000 a year, whatever it may be, for 15 years. Uh, if they're happy with that, we'll do the heads of terms, etc., for them. Um, and then uh, send, and then they deal between the each other's solicitors and, and get it all done. Um, we would charge for that if it was just purely like finding a customer. Yeah, and that would be depending on the site, etc. But we they would know how much it's going to cost before we've done it. Um, or the other one is risk adverse. If again, if they're, if they're not risk adverse, and we'd say, listen, it's a great scheme. We think it's going to take an ad revenue thirty thousand a year or what thirty five thousand a year. Then we can. We'll do the planning application for them. We'd speak to planning initially, 
Um, sometimes there's a cost for that of through the council, a couple hundred yep. pound ish. Um, but we speak to them, and again, they did, that can be. I'm sure I don't have to tell you this how lucky you can be, depending on who you can speak to. So, yeah. Um, some of them will sit down and say, listen, I, I don't want it in this corner because it's too close to a roundabout. But if you move it further up the car park and have it facing down here, um, and then we'll work with them basically to get a site that they're happy with and it's and that will still drive the revenue for you. If that doesn't happen, we'd come back and say, listen, I don't think this is going to happen for whatever reason it may be. Um, then it's up to them if they still want to proceed with the, the planning. And then, yeah, if they want to go ahead with that, they'll have a full broken down quote. They would know exactly how much the scheme is going to cost them uh, to the penny before they even submitted the application, um, how much we expect to take in revenue every month, quarter, year, whatever they, how they like, like, do their figures. Um, yeah, and that's it. And then uh, basically, if they want to go, we'll do the planning application for them. We'll do the drawings, um, submit the application, do all the back and forward, all the chatting that, that goes on. Um, yeah, and then at the end, when it comes through, we'll say, listen, it's been accepted or, or declined. If it's been accepted, we'll get the groundwork started and the scheme will be up within a matter of weeks, basically. Fab. I know this is going to be um, uh, lots and lots of ways to answer this question, but how do you find um, planning? If it's conservation area, I appreciate that's going to be difficult. But if, if we're, we're talking essentially around areas where there's high levels of traffic, so there's a road there, yep. there's 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 activity going on that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a quiet space. What what's the success rate? I mean, what what are it's probably about seventy five percent, but okay. a lot of people, if they came to me now and said, "Can you have a look at a site for me?" I, I would think at nine times out of ten, I would I would know by look wandering around the site if the I would get it right or wrong. Basically, the biggest no no is it's going to be facing the houses. Yeah, they're just it's just not going to happen. Basically, it's going to be lighting up their house at night, etc. Um, if it's you know on a on a busy roundabout, some will allow it, some won't. Again with sometimes we'll put in rules so um you'll see some of them have moving images on them so for example I mean, you've got the can of coke getting poured into the glass with ice and the straw and all that kind of stuff whereas other ones will only let you show the can of coke with a little glisten on it or some yep. will only let you show the can of coke um and that varies from council to council as well but that's where having somebody like ourselves in um inspecting the screen properly will help massively so a lot of people will just look for the cheapest screen, stick it up. They've not got the right P rating. The P rating basically means that how good an image you'll get from X amount of metres away. Uh, but also things like you maybe can't time content or it doesn't auto-dim. Um, yeah. So we can work with a council, say, I tell you what, we'll have it on. Um, so when the sun lights out, it'll be on full blast so you can see it, basically. But as it gets darker, it'll start to auto-dim at night. So people can still see the advert, but it's not lighting up a full yeah. car park or... You know, a street or a roundabout or whatever. And if if you're generally if you're good with the council, they're good with you. The ones that have a quite a low success rate basically barge in and say, "This is what we're doing. Take it or leave it." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you know, and 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 the, the council say, "Well, we're leaving it to you later, and that's it." But if you work with them and get your, uh, you know a good relationship with them, and they know that you genuinely actually want to do a good job for you, them, and your client, then it generally it's okay. Great. Okay. So you get planning permission. Then, depending on what model you're going down, either you're paying for the sign to get installed, or somebody else is 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 doing that. Sorry, the, yep. the landlord is doing it themselves, or somebody else is doing that. And then there's the case of attracting ad advertisers 
And and I guess again the same. It's whether you're working with an agency or whether you just said. And when I say you, I mean as an as a landlord, you either work with an agency and have a bit more hands-on approach, or you just the whole thing from day one is rented off to somebody else who's then partnered with agencies or however they get their their traffic. And and what do you guys do on that one, Craig? Are you working? actually well, you can, you're finding you advertisers what's your process on that one? yeah you can you can do an in-between service where basically so if you put if, say for example you put a screen up today and you came along and we installed it for you and your three options would literally be rent it to a, a big company if they were interested yep. a IC, the cause whatever etc you'd get a fixed payment every month for a long long time and that would be it uh you'd probably be responsible for upkeep and repairs generally uh but they would sell the adverts you'd have no say in what's going on that screen uh, and you'd be paid basically depending on what was on the screen. Your other option is if you want to sell the adverts yourself, literally, you know, to your mates and prospects and all that kind of stuff, then it's just, we just leave it up to you, show you how to upload the adverts, and you're done. But there is companies out there, uh, ourselves, and I know there's a couple of others, that, again, kind of local base, who will just basically go and sell the adverts and take a commission. It's hands off for you, but you're still getting a better revenue because they're dealing with all the, the invoicing, etc. That's yeah. the easiest way to do it, in my opinion. You'll get more money. Um, you'll never see anybody, or you know, unless there's some kind of problem where you know, for example, somebody drives past and the screen's off. They'll phone in and say, "Oh, my advert's off because the screen's yeah. off." But literally, maybe phone the landlord and say, "Can you get somebody to go out and check that's not been unplugged or yeah, or what's happened to it?" Um, yeah, and that's it. Really, I think that's definitely the best way to do it. For, from okay. a revenue point of view, you'll get more back, substantially more back by you know by using a local ad agency. Um, and then, or we can actually, like, we can put you in touch with local people as well. We can, you know, if we put a screen up for you, we can go and do all the shopping for you with the local ad agencies and go and sit down and speak to them and say, who have you got? This is what, who, you know, what the customer's looking to achieve, blah, blah, blah. Because we can generally tell when we speak to them if they're full of nonsense. Right. Okay. So there's first the assessment. Let's look at whether it's actually practical, not practical, whether it's sensible to have a sign here because we've got enough traffic and the right type of traffic. Yeah. Then there's the discussion, pre-planning discussion. Then, right, okay, what model are we using? We go through that process. So that's all for the external signs. I'm just conscious you mentioned earlier on about internal screens. Maybe we should just yep. touch on that. I, I'm assuming the numbers are the same. You need a certain volume in your building traffic that's it's obviously foot traffic i assume yep. that um makes these things worthwhile but maybe you could just quickly talk through that element. yeah so it works on the same basis effectively you can use what's called like in digital posters or yep. i'm sure you've seen this, this kiosk when you're walking through a shopping center just freestanding double-sided or single-sided kiosks um with them you need to be more targeted again depending on the volume of the foot traffic so for example if you had a trampoline park or an inflatable park, you know, you could put in probably a handful of digital posters up, say five or six. We would show you where to put them. You know, think areas like um, the eating area, or if there's an area where they stand before they're going on to the park where they do a training course, and you maybe stand there for five or six minutes. Um, generally, around about the kind of um, changing area, lots of different, you know, good places to centre where basically folk will sit for three, four, five, six minutes and see all the adverts, or in the if they're in the canteen or eating area, whatever you want to call it, then obviously then they'd be there for longer. Um, and yes, based on the same basis, but you, with them you'd be more targeting. So, for example, if it was a trampoline park, you'd be more going to the local cinema and saying, right, when you've got kids' movies on, we'll charge you X amount to advertise that movie for a month, or a week, or whatever it may be. 
you get a good relationship with them, they'll probably take it, you know, a year at a time and they'll if you work with them and rotate the adverts. Um again, if there's for example, a local ice cream shop that's opened up, you don't want to advertise it if you sell ice cream because it's going to leave there and go there. But if they maybe do parties for where they make specific birthday cakes or something like that, they could do some kind of time name that they advertise in their screens and you do a discount that if somebody has the party at your place then you'll get okay. a, a kind of recurring, you know, revenue thing, whatever it may be. So going um, so, oh sorry, go on, Craig. Finish that no, no, sorry. And then basically that's that, that, that the only downside to internals, there's good and bad to internal. Internal's much, much cheaper. So to fit out like an internal site with five or six screens, you're talking maybe call it ten thousand, probably won't even be anywhere near that, you know, yeah. for a couple of kiosks and, and screens and things like that. And the revenue you'd get would be anywhere between kind of four or five hundred pound a month to a thousand pound a month depending okay. on, again on your location you are lucky yeah. to be surrounded by similar is that business. net revenue to the landlords new for the screen yeah so most companies will take about a 30 percent commission right for me so what they'll do is they'll go and that will vary as well depending on how much again how much work you want them to do so uh, we take 30 percent uh or 20 again depends on what we want to do it so if you want if it's 30 percent commission we'll identify the customer invoice them take the money Upload the advert, um, help them design the advert if need be, and all that, and all, and then basically yeah. we'll take that money. So if you if your bill's a thousand pound, we'd invoice the customer a thousand pound, and then send you seven hundred literally the next day. Great. Um, okay. And if you just want to invoice them yourself, we'll identify them and say this guy is buying this advert, and it's X amount for this time. You invoice them yourself. You take the money, and then you pass us our commission. So, so it's going to it's so going to depend on what the landlords. Yeah what their objectives are whether it's passive whether it's being yep. more hands-on yeah but but the interesting thing is the choice is there for the internal signs we mentioned earlier on about a minimum ten thousand vehicles or whatever going past externals yeah. do you have a similar number for internals what what would be the kind internals of you really need to be having a, a probably a couple of thousand a week but yep. again that can be very dependent on what the location is so um you know, if it's like, you know, the, I don't know if you know the play sport arena out in the, in the East Cuts, East Cuts, East Cuts, but they have like a, I think they've still got a trampoline park. They used to have a skate park inside that. There was definitely a five-a-side football park. There's a golf course there as well. So the volume of traffic going through there is is brilliant. Um, but in that kind of situation, you might find that the other tenants might want to advertise. And they're, even though they're already there, because, um, you know, if one's particularly at the back or another level, you don't have to go always go externally to be to be driving the money, yeah. um, and you can. And what some uh, landlords will do is tie that into a deal. So if maybe somebody asks for a discount for the first year, they'll say, "I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm not giving you a discount, but I'll put you on the screen to let people know in the build up that you're opening in a month, and you'll be on there for ten months or twelve months. It would be so. It's a good. I mean, it's literally cost the landlord nothing, but it's a good way of kind of making the client feel like they've had a deal. Yeah, you know, and and value for them basically. Okay, brilliant. Right. So I'm conscious you and I are both based in Scotland. So let's just talk a bit more nationally here. And and we do have international listeners as well, but I'm sure the principles apply there too. But we we had before we came on was just an interesting quirk we talked spoke about in that some of the higher volume sites, so let's pick a city like Manchester and say there's some definitely some higher volume potential on certain streets. However, there is another 
thing factor here, which is the not the saturation, but the volume or number of sites that are there within the, the locality and therefore whether actually it still derives as much income as a site that might be in um, Seven Oaks or somewhere where it's a little bit quieter, not necessarily the same volume of traffic, but actually because you've got less competition around there. there so there's other matrix here, basically, is what yes. I'm trying to say. Yeah, massively. So it's not that's why I would encourage if you anyone's got a site they think oh, I've always thought that would be good or bad for it, but I live in X or Y, I would still get in touch and say because the worst you can hear is no. For example, we looked at one that was 20, we're just doing one now actually, it's 25,000 people passing. It's a small town in the outskirts of Glasgow. Um, it's a great site, it's literally cost the, the client, I think it's a couple of thousand a year in rent or something. It's nothing like he's rented space and we put a screen up for him. Um, I mean, the volume of traffic and how much that's going to drive, we reckon he'll have his money back for the screen in less than a year. Yeah. Um, and your Manchester sites, etc., and your Liverpool city centres, they're more targeted to your JC the Coles, your, you know, that kind of thing. But they probably already have a lot of sites there. And unless you had a very, very prime site, they probably, if they did want it, it would be for a lot of money. But if you go to a smaller company like ourselves or uh, maybe a local small company, they would probably snap your hand off for it and pay you far more. Or again, put it up yourself and make more money because... If you had a, let's say, for example, an independent restaurant in Manchester City Centre, there's no point in going to JC Decos or Globals and Clear Channel and, you know, paying £4,000 for a month or two months or maybe to be over 62 screens, of, you know, over X. There's absolutely yeah. zero point in that. But if you've got one that's on, you drive, you drive in and pass it every morning on your way into your own restaurant and see it and think, and it's only £500 a month to be in there. It's a no-brainer for small for well, small to medium businesses, you know. Yes. Um, and depends on what the value of a lot to do with the value of what you sell. If you're selling one pound bags of sweeties, there's no point you spending sure. five hundred pound a month on being a manager. Sure, yeah. If you're, if you're selling kitchens, you know, then it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. One sale might cover it. So, yeah. right, that's been great. So we've gone through um, the process there about planning, maybe assessing sites how maybe you could split up the money or, or 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 make it passive or maybe more active so just just to finish off because it's been quite interesting craig I'm, I'm just in my head thinking about sites we've got and what's the volume and all those things i'm sure some <laughs> listeners are doing the same um if somebody's got a site they're 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 thinking this might be worth looking at what what are just some of the tips you would give them in terms of just a little bit of assessment themselves we, we said something there about key matrix like ten thousand vehicles passing yep. that sort of thing what what would be the first step somebody who's listening thinks well, maybe maybe that wall i've got there or that end of our site here is actually a good location what are just some of the first few things they need to do you can um you can basically either if you can ask your local council if they have traffic stats for the street outside um yeah. or on the back but one thing big tip i'll give you is don't forget about the back of your building um there's plenty of backs of you know um factories etc that back onto busy busy roads or dual carriageways yeah. or big roundabouts or whatever that are literally and they've got some trees in the back that you might own you could easily take out of the way and get a big screen on there and you'd, you'd literally forget about it you know for, for years so um always have a look all the way around the building not particularly just at the front or in, or in your car park I, I speak to your council about what what kind of local stats if they've got any if not get in touch um and we can have a look at it for you or if you have your local kind of company are um but that's really the, the plus things of volume of traffic and or if you're thinking internally um, have a look at what other businesses are around you that you could speak to or um, you know, if you want to sell the adverts yourself 
Um, or just again get, come to us and, and if you can try and find out your own traffic your own numbers for people visiting that's the big thing is the numbers initially really yeah. and then um, after that it's down to surrounding area and, and multiple other factors that's a, great, right, that's a great tip there yeah just to get the basic thing about right what about traffic numbers okay yeah. and just back on the internal you mentioned sorry I'm, I'm again thinking maybe from my own selfish point of view here but the the internals you mentioned could be up to ten grand to install. What was that for? Four screens? Just just rattle through that. It again. depends on kiosk. You get various kind of double sided, single sided, yeah. etc. You, you probably get for that kind of money, a couple of double sided kiosks and and some big digital posters. So that would that would be enough to kind of generally fill anything in. Okay, and if they were wall mounted, let's say you got three or four wall mounted units. Oh, you'd get it. You'd be less than probably five thousand pounds for yeah, that. Okay, all right, that's great to know. Okay, right, great, great. So, um, just to finish off. Let's just quickly tell people where they can find you. Um, uh, yes, you can find me on LinkedIn, Craig Denham, yep. which is D-E-N-H-O-L-M, or uh, projectdigitaluk.com. Uh, Project there's some information on there. Uh, we can see the various kind of screens that we do, different sizes, styles, etc. places you can put them, uh, car parks. There's various different, a couple of ideas on there. Um, and then there's an inquiry form as well. But if you've got any space at all, I would literally... Uh, Get in touch. The worst we can literally it'll take us 10, 15 minutes to have a look at it on Google Street View, and we'll, we'll give you kind of an initial yes, that's a good site or no, it's not, and then we can go into more detail for you. But um, yeah, it's always worth it's always worth asking because you never know. Some of the people that I've had that have thought I've thought about this for three or four years, I've had sites they've been sitting on sites that would have made them yeah, well, yeah. thousands of pounds, and they never knew. <laughs> Yeah, better late than never, but yeah, it would be good to do it sooner <laughs> rather than later. <laughs> it's a bit of people when you tell them, oh, you're getting £35,000 a year in the front of the site for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's big. Some of it can be big numbers, yeah. This has yeah. been fascinating. Thanks for joining me, Craig, for sharing that. Um, I'm sure there'll be some people reaching out. We will put your um, website and contact details there in the show notes for anyone that wants to reach right. out. It's been excellent having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. No worries. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. I hope you're enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast. And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be a first one. Open your podcast app, pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. And on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them.